Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, Commissioner Adam Silver joins the show to discuss the current health and safety challenges facing the league and the status of the Christmas Day games. And we reveal the first batch of Naismith Hall of Fame nominees. You'll want to see some of their highlights. Plus, we take a look at Joel Embiid dropping 41 on the Celtics. Is he back in that MVP form? The NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Richard Jefferson in for Malika Andrews. She will be with us later in the show to interview Adam Silver. Now, you may have seen our senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski tweet about the potential for Christmas Day games to shift. Malika will talk about all that and much more with the commissioner in about 15 minutes. I'm joined here in our studio by Chinea Gumake, and we begin our show Let's with the reveal of the notable first-time Naismith Hall of Fame nominees highlighted by this guy, my guy, Who is it? Manu Ginobili. Let's go, Let's go Manu. I'm anxious to see what the guys we've added can do. Manu Ginobili, supposedly he's... He's a great find. He's, he's the best player in Europe, supposedly. Manu driving, scoring! When I think about Manu Ginobili, I think about greatness. And most importantly, your state. We know each other so well. We, we went through very tough times, great times, championships. And I think that togetherness is what I'll remember. Now, Manu Ginobili leads the list of first-time nominees for the Naismith Hall of Fame. Manu is a four-time champion who made the playoffs in every season of his career. Internationally, he led Argentina to a 2004 gold medal, the only gold medal won by a country besides the U.S. with pro players. Next up, there's Tom Chambers, my Phoenix guy, a four-time All-Star who holds the Suns' single-season record for most points per game. Chambers ranks 47th all-time on this NBA scoring list with over 20,000 points. And he was the first unrestricted free agent in NBA history. Next up, Lindsey Whalen is a two-time Olympic gold medalist, four-time WNBA champion, receiving All-NBA honors five times in his career, and she was a five-time All-Star in her illustrious career. Here's a look at some of the other notable nominees for the Hall of Fame class of 2020. Former teammates Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton are back on the ballot along with Sean Marion and Tim Hardaway. Swin Cash and Becky Hammond are among the nominees on the women's side. I want to bring in our NBA senior writer Zach Lowe for more on Manu Ginobili. Now, Zach, what do you remember most about Manu other than him beating me for a championship and a gold medal? A winner everywhere he went, a member of the golden generation in Argentina, maybe the greatest collection of non-American players since the Soviet Union, 
one of the most inventive players of all time. Dude was just doing stuff on both ends of the floor that you did not see in NBA games. The Euro step should be called the Argentine step, not the Euro step. It's an Argentina move. It's a Manu Ginobili move. He was so inventive that it looked like sometimes he was just doing crazy stuff out there, running around gambling, and Pop, it drove Pop mad. The veterans on the team when Manu was younger would laugh at how mad Pop would get, but Pop realized Manu is so smart, he's not really gambling out there. He's like a card counter. He's outthinking everyone else on the floor. What looks like gambling for regular players was not gambling for Manu. And lastly, RJ, sacrificed all-star appearances, individual accolades, maybe money to come off the bench when the Spurs asked him to come off the bench for the betterment of the team. Greg Popovich once told me five years ago for a profile I wrote on Manu that he had never told anyone on his staff this, he had never told Manu this, but if Manu had said, no, I want to start, Pop would have let him start. He said Manu had earned the right to make that decision for himself, and Manu said, I'm good, I'm coming off the bench, and the Spurs were better for it. Put him in the Hall of Fame, he deserves it. He's an all-time great player and an all-time great teammate. No, I 100% agree. I had the pleasure of playing with Manu for a few years. I don't think he would say the same, but without a doubt, playing against him internationally, playing against him uh, on the highest of stage in the NBA Finals, in my opinion, he is no doubt a first ballot Hall of Famer. Thank you so much, Zach. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. But let's take a look at today's crunch time moment brought to you by Ruffles, Janae. I like that Argentine step. That was cool. You like the Argentine step? Joel Embiid gave the Celtics 41 10 and 4 in a road win last night. Shanae, can Embiid continue and sustain this pace of play? Absolutely, as long as he's on the floor. My goodness, Joel Embiid right now is the closer. Now, Philly has struggled early in the year, and he had to acclimate himself back to the team and being on the court. When he is there, he is dominant. The last 11 or so games, he's averaged, what, uh, 28, 12, and 5? But most importantly, you saw those 17 fourth quarter points refusing to be denied. To me, it's important for him to be available. It's hard to sort of negotiate how hard you should go. I think Anthony Davis is a good example of this. Like, yeah. throughout the season, some people are like, oh, why don't you do that? He's a great example of he gives us all when he's out there. And so, absolutely. I mean, right now, the Sixers, they're like a little bit over 500. But can you imagine what they'd be without him in these 11 games? Well, yeah, and this is where I think it puts even more pressure on the organization to go find Joel Embiid help. Obviously, the Ben Simmons situation is not working out the way anybody wants, but you're looking at this individual that's going out there, putting out 40, 41, putting up 10, doing all the things on the defensive end, and you're like, hey, he needs help or we're going to wear him out. But one thing I want to talk about. What? Guess what? I don't know. We have a special guest. We have a special guest. We have a very, very <laughs> special guest. Coming up later on NBA Today, the commissioner, Adam Silver, stops by to talk with Malika Andrews about the Christmas Day slate, player health and safety, and so much more. Okay. Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. Draymond Green notched a triple-double with 16, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, and the Warriors win over the Kings last night. It was his 31st career triple-double, and the Warriors now have won 30 of those 31 games. Long story short, Draymond impacts winning. 
Talk to me about his son, please. His son, look, look, well, speaking of Draymond, his son, Draymond Jr., was a guest equipment manager so at the cute. game last night. Janae, do you want to see a little bit more of little Draymond? I think he's earned himself a role, and I love this. He was supposed to give it to Chris Chioza, I think, but he actually gave it to, <laughs> to, to Clay. To, to Clay. Well, the Chris Chris and Clay, they kind of look Chris similar. Chris Clay, kind of. Yeah, oh, they, they, they kind of look similar. Are talking about the light skin? You know. I, I, look, I didn't want to go <laughs> that direction. But he's the cutest. DJ, you're amazing. And Draymond, I love it. Yes. All right, let's stick with the Western Conference. The biggest game of the night is the Suns versus the Lakers. The Suns have Devin Booker back, and the Lakers are still without AD. So, Chanae, give me one pick, or give me a pick for the game tonight. Well, easily I'm going with the Phoenix Suns. I know that hurts, you know, being an L.A. girl, especially athletically, but I'm going with the Phoenix Suns because let me read you this live right here, okay? Well, you can look at the records and think that that's probably a pretty good choice. You're right. Last, uh, what is it, 10 games, they're 8-2 and two versus the Lakers, I think being 6-4, and four, but Taylor Horton Tucker, Dwight Howard, AD, obviously, that we talked about all this week, Avery Bradley, Malik Monk, Kent Bazemore, Kendrick Nunn, all unavailable. And then there's like a list of, <laughs> there's a list of about like what, three sons? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that, I think this is a must win for the Suns just out of pride. Like yeah, I, look, I'm, I'm going with the Suns too because that's well, not the duh. Lakers. That's, that's, not the I mean, Lakers. That's, I mean, that's not the Lakers. But it's also like you and Phoenix and like all Yeah, that. yeah, I got to do that. So. You call all their games anyway, so. Yeah, I call a couple of their games. It's not, it's not <laughs> a big deal. But I, honestly, the Lakers are decimated, and I think we're going to see that across the league. I'm glad we're going to get to talk to uh, Commissioner Adam Silver a little bit uh, just so we can get a little bit more clarity on how they're going to proceed yeah. to me. That's going to be the most important thing for the next month, how these teams are going to be able to navigate the COVID, been signing extra pe- yeah. players, avoiding avoiding some of the uh, the um, the uh, commissioner coming up. I, the commissioner coming up. Yeah. How do they avoid the taxes? That's what there I was we go, about the, the luxury taxes. The luxury taxes. You're right. Now let's talk about the play of the week, the pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. The annual NBA on Christmas Day tradition continues. We have two games on ESPN, Hawks-Knicks, Mavs-Jazz, and three games on ABC, including Celtics versus Bucks, Warriors versus Suns, and Nets-Lakers. Welcome back to NBA Today. I'm Richard Jefferson in for Malika Andrews. I want to toss to Malika Andrews as she interviews Commissioner Adam Silver. Malika, take it away. Thanks, Richard. I really appreciate it. For those of you who are watching, you probably have noticed that I am not in studio. I have been in close contact with someone who tested positive for COVID-19. So I am vaccinated. I am boosted. I am currently testing negative. But out of an abundance of caution, I am going to be social distancing from my colleagues and continue to test. But this is something that we're seeing around the world. There are cases that continue to pop up, especially with the new variant, and the NBA is no exception. So joining me now to talk a little bit more about that is NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. Commissioner, thank you so much for joining me. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, Malika, and I, I hope you're okay. I hope I'm okay, too. I really appreciate the uh, thoughts, but let's let's just jump right in. I, I, I mentioned that we're seeing a spike in COVID-19 cases around the world, but we're also seeing it in the NBA with upwards of 80 players testing into the COVID protocols with Christmas Day rapidly approaching. So are there any plans right now to stop or pause the season to allow for the spread to slow? No plans right now to pause the season. We've, of course, looked at all the options But frankly, um, we're having trouble coming up with what the logic would be behind pausing right now as we look through these cases, literally ripping through the country right now, putting aside the rest of the world. Um, I think we're finding ourselves where we sort of knew we were going to get to for the past several months, and that is that this virus will not be eradicated, and we're going to have to learn to live with it. And I think that's what we're experiencing in the league right now. Well, so to be clear, with Christmas Day approaching, there are no plans to pause or delay those games. But are are there any contingency plans that are being put into place now? We need to talk for a few hours to talk about the contingencies. So, yes, I mean, I would say beginning from the day we initially shut down the league, you know, in, in March of 2020, we've done nothing but look at contingencies. So, of course, We always have those, but at least as of now, um, our plan is to move forward, um, not just for the Christmas Day games, but there are another roughly 23 games scheduled um, between now and Christmas. And, you know, every day is a new day. You know, we we get the overnight testing. We look where we are in terms of our rosters and make our decisions. But at at least, as I said, um, it seems for us that the right and responsible thing to do, taking all the factors into consideration, is to continue to play. So, uh, right and responsible thing to do, why is it then that there's a delay in waiting to test players every day until after Christmas uh, and not starting that more immediately to stop or that spread? Well, it's, it's, it's only that we're shifting to a different protocol post-Christmas, and that plan had been in place for several weeks. I mean, I think same with the rest of the country. I, I think I recently heard something like a, a third of the country Um, travels for the holiday break, that when you have additional um, travel, when you have families getting together, requires us upping our testing beyond the already enormous amount of testing we're doing. So that's what we'll be beginning post-Christmas. But right now, I mean, I'd say we're doing an enormous amount of testing. I I think it's doubtful there are many organizations, frankly, anywhere that do more testing than we and the other leagues do. I think we're we're at the point, and you mentioned that the world has changed. I think that we're at the point now, right, where we have vaccines, where we have booster shots, but we're still seeing people who are boosted, who have been vaccinated, test positive for COVID-19. So is there any thought to, or have you guys discussed at all, having asymptomatic players who have COVID-19 be able to play through that, or similarly to what we saw in the NFL, be able to test out faster? Yeah, well, let me just say, I mean, we have a a lot of data we look at in terms of players and coaches that have gone through the three-shot protocol, meaning the two mRNA shots and then a booster, and then past two weeks, only a very small number of those people have then been breakthrough cases where they've turned positive, and they essentially have been asymptomatic or very mild symptoms. We're, We're also dealing with a large group that either have 
one J&J shot or haven't been boosted yet. So I would just say to you know our community, really to everyone, at least based on the data the NBA has, the boosters are highly effective, and we're strongly encouraging everyone to get them. And in fact, in our league right now, we're up, you know, we're around 97% vaccinated, but we're up to about 65% of our players have been boosted, and we're in active discussions with the player association to look for ways to get that number even higher. So we're not, you know, in, in terms of your question, whether in essence we can treat this as endemic and people begin to move on and we only test those who are symptomatic and deal with those, we're not quite there yet, but we're paying a lot of attention to what other leagues are doing. The NFL just came out with a new protocol. Of course, we talked to the other leagues. We're talking to lots of other organizations, lots of doctors and scientists to figure out what the right thing to do is. We, we do think there's an opportunity to potentially lead here. You know, as, as I said, we, we have the advantage that we have a highly vaccinated group. We're moving towards a group that, I mean, well above the national average in terms of boosters, but we'd like to get it way up into the 90 percent, just like we have with vaccinated. And maybe we can demonstrate that there's a way that people can move forward, again, recognizing that this virus, unfortunately, isn't going anywhere and it's just going to become part of our lives for the foreseeable future. Well, because it's going to be part of our lives, sort of statistically speaking, I know that you said you're not there yet in terms of allowing players who are asymptomatic to play. But because there isn't ta daily testing, I'm you know, getting alerts on my phone about the Toronto Raptors and their plane and having so many players test and awaiting other results. Isn't that already the case, that players are playing with asymptomatic COVID cases? So is there any thought to maybe measuring viral load or something like that to heighten the responsibility around playing with asymptomatic players? We, we always are measuring viral loads with our P PCR test. That, that's part of the protocol. And so it's something, again, that it's, it's not just our doctors, but the medical communi community is looking at one. I mean, I think they're already realizing that you can move away from the 10-day protocol when you have players who are vaccinated and boosted, that it seems that the virus runs through their systems faster. They become not just asymptomatic, but more importantly, they're not shedding the virus anymore. That's the real concern in terms of others. And so we are actively looking, looking at shortening the amount of days that a player is out before um, he can return to the floor. When might we see that, the next steps of that, shortening the time that they're out? Because, you know, looking at Christmas Day, right, and the number of superstars that could potentially be out for that game, could we see that in effect by then? It's, it's unclear. I, I, you know, I, we're comfortable with the protocols we're following right now as we move through the week. And as I said, I mean, the, there's no doubt those five Christmas Day games are important. But as you know, we play many games every day. And so, you know, this is an evolving science you know, we're, we're working with a, great, with a great team of doctors and scientists. We have a lot of data at our disposal. And at the same time, we, we talk regularly to the Players Association because first and foremost, we want to make sure we're being responsible and that our players are healthy and, and safe. And, and, they under, and they believe also in the system that they know that um, they're being, they're being you know, overseen in a very responsible way. And, and as I said, everything we're doing is in partnership with the Players Association. Well, and at the end of the day, as we've heard, for instance, Sean Marks say, it's about, we're talking about basketball and we're talking about winning and that's what organizations are really focused on. So what worries do you have or potentially have you heard from other players or owners or executives around the league about the 
competitive integrity of games when you have one team that has signed a ton of players just to have enough bodies to be on the floor and another team that has more of their all-stars and closer to what their roster looked like when they envisioned this season. We've been dealing with this situation since March of 2020. And, of course, the ultimate goal in this league is to win. But I think there's also a realization that in every season there's only going to be one champion. I think there's a real sense of brotherhood in this, among the guys in this league. There's a sense of partnership among the teams. And as I said, I, I also think there's a broader responsibility. I mean, uh, sports have been a bellwether of sorts in our society. We were bellwether when we shut down in March of 2020. A lot of people paid attention for the first time and took this virus seriously. And I think now, as we're dealing with the current situation, our ability to find a way to keep operating is also significant for society to show that um, there are ways, you know, despite um, living in this COVID era, that we can find a safe and responsible way to keep going. So I, I think there's a recognition that um, these are the cards that we've been dealt. Of course, there's a certain amount of unfairness that comes with playing in certain cases with a group of, you know, some teams where particular players are out because of COVID protocols. But the other advantage is we do have an 82-game season and we have a long playoffs. And my sense is things will work out by the end of the season. I, Commissioner, I, I want to circle back to something you said a little bit earlier about uh, being in conversations with the Players Association. Have you revisited the idea of mandatory vaccines? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We, no. I mean, it's something that we proposed. Um, it's something that the Players Association wouldn't agree to. Having said that, though, we're at roughly 97% of our players have been vaccinated. And so from my standpoint, I'd rather focus on the 97% than the 3%. And incidentally, many of the 3% now have gotten COVID. So, you know, they have developed antibodies. To me, the focus right now is on boosters for the 97% of players who have been vaccinated. As I said before, among those players who are eligible to get boosters, because as you know, there's a waiting period after your second shot. Yep. So, but among those who are eligible to get boosted, we're at something like 65%. And ideally, I'd like to see that number get to 97% as well. That's what we're focused on right now with the PA. I, I know that looking around the country, it's just now coming out that the majority of cases in the United States, because I, I do want to stress, this isn't just the league. The league is a microcosm of what's going on in the world. But we're seeing that Omicron is the dominant variant. Is that the same in the NBA right now? Yes. I mean, and, and again, we're in the unique position where we can sequence every single positive case we, we get, and it's beyond dominant in the league right now. We're up probably around 90 percent of the cases right now that we're sequencing are Omicron. Mm. So before I let you go, Commissioner, considering the cases around the country, considering Christmas Day is coming, considering that is usually one of the most exciting times of the NBA calendar, we've seen crowds in Toronto, for example, be reduced. And that's something that is a government decision, not a team decision. But why should people feel safe right now going to games? 
I think people should feel safe going to games. I mean, first of all, it's, of course, an individual decision. I think it has a lot to do um, with following appropriate protocols, um, being vaccinated, getting boosted, wearing a mask, of course, makes a big difference. I mean, that's, I, I think that those people under those situations should be comfortable living their lives. I mean, I, public health officials will weigh in if there's a, a change in approach. But right now, under those conditions, people have been living their lives. I'm here in New York. Um, where it seemingly is the epicenter of, um, the, again, of the pandemic right now and of this particular variant. Um, restaurants remain full. Um, stores are full. People are preparing for the Christmas holidays. I mean, again, I recognize things could change, but, but right now, at least, if people take the pro proper precautions, I think people should feel comfortable going out. Thank you so much for taking the time today, Commissioner. I know these weren't necessarily easy questions to answer. I really appreciate you coming by and stopping on MBA today. Please stay healthy and have a wonderful holiday. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You too, Malika. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's it for NBA Today. I really appreciate everyone listening in to what the commissioner had to say. I want to stress, he said that vaccines work, that masking works, that testing works. And this is something that we will be continuing to monitor on NBA Today as this continues throughout the world, throughout society and throughout our league. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl is next. Thanks so much.